0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted O'Dorico and joining me is LPGA professional Cindy Miller. And we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from nine to ten a.m. Eastern here on the BlogTalkRadio.com network bringing you some of the best golfers, teacher professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started.
2: All right, good morning and thank you everybody for joining me this morning here on the Women of Golf Show. Uh, just a quick program note. Uh, Despite what the intro said, Sydney will not uh, be joining me this morning. She's got uh, another engagement that uh, she's involved with, so she's not going to be on the show this morning. So I will, as uh, usual, I will be holding down the fort uh, on this morning's show. So, I want to thank everybody for joining me, though, this morning here on the Women of Golf. Uh, it's always a pleasure to uh, to be here every Tuesday morning. We've got a great show for you. We've got a guest that was actually just on here a couple of weeks ago, Robin Ree. She uh, won the CDPHP uh, Open uh, just a few short weeks ago, and she was on to talk about that win. And then she went out and had another great uh, tournament this past weekend uh, at the PHC Classic and ultimately won that event as well. So, this is her second. Uh, professional uh, win, and uh, I know she's very, very excited about that. We're going to talk to her uh, in just a minute. And then a little bit later on in the show, I'm going to talk about uh, an interesting, uh, I guess, comparison, if you will, uh, between golf and life uh, and whether or not one can help the other. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on after uh, my interview with Robin. Uh, Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us uh, this morning, this Tuesday morning. Uh, Just to remind everybody, of course, we're available every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Uh, here on the blogtalkradio.com network and at the end of the show when I play the outro uh, you'll have some other great ways that you can tune into the show as well but that's our main link if you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf and uh, we're front and center live every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern and for some reason if you can't join us live if you go to that link and just scroll down to the page uh, to the on-demand section all of the previously aired shows uh, you'll find them there and also we want to hear from you as well so uh, by all means, feel free to reach out to either Cindy or I. Uh, my email is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com, and Cindy's is cindy at cindymillergolf.com. So I hope you reach out. We'd love to hear from you, and you're always welcome during the live broadcast on Tuesday to call into the show if you have any comments or questions, or if you want to speak to any of our uh, special guests, you can do so by calling area code 347-945-5855. All right, as I mentioned, i got a great show this morning uh, I'm going to be joined here in just a, a second. I'm going to do just a, a quick intro uh, just to remind everybody a little bit about her, and then we're going to talk to uh, the guest this morning, Robin Ree. Uh Robin is uh, 22, a native of Redondo Beach, California. Uh, she qualified for the U.S. Women's Open Championship uh, as an amateur back in 2015, and she was an All-Pac-12 first-team member uh, for the University of South, Southern California as a freshman in uh, 2016. Uh, she stepped into the winner's circle, as I mentioned a few weeks ago for the first time in her professional career by winning the 2019 CDP HP open on Capitol Hills golf course with an overall score of 13 under par. And she's now secured her second Symmetra tour win this past week by firing a bogey free six under par 66 in the final round of the PHC classic, which uh, claimed a three shot victory on the Brown Deer park golf course. And her total overall score was 17 under par. So a very impressive uh, tournament indeed so let me bring on robin and uh, we'll talk a little bit about this and uh, some other things good morning robin and welcome back to the women of golf
0: hi how are you
2: i'm doing very well congratulations robin on win number two
0: thank you <laughs> um
2: Let me just say, well, did I not tell you when you were on uh, a few weeks ago, I said that uh, we'd have you back on if you won again, and you went out, and sure enough, you won again a few weeks later, and here you are.
0: (laughs) I know, so crazy. I mean, I still can't believe it.
2: So let me ask you, again, congratulations on the win at the PHC Classic this past weekend, um, 17 under par, and a final round sixty six. I mean, that's that's a very impressive uh win. Did you know, were you leading through much of the tournament or did you come from behind? Tell us a little bit about it.
0: Um, yeah, I believe I was leading uh well I was in second place after the first day and then after the second day I was um I had a four shot lead going into the last day. So I was leading wow. going into the last day. Yeah um but when i was making the turn i, I think uh, my cushion went down from 4 to 1 so it was, it was pretty cl- it was pretty close yeah, whole wow that's day.
2: that's yeah that's good though it's nice to go in now do you prefer to be i mean some people believe it or not you might find this a surprising question but are you a player that prefers to be in the lead and then protect that lead or are you somebody that you don't want to necessarily be in the spotlight and you don't mind coming from behind a little bit to take the lead uh, when when it counts most at the end of the tournament. Uh, Are you somebody that enjoys the lead um, or or are you somebody that it doesn't really matter?
0: Um, I don't think it really matters. I think it's honestly um, nicer to come back and then uh, win the tournament because when you're leading, Mm -hmm. I think you... Um, have to protect, you know, you have to protect something that kind of puts you in like an uneasy position. But um, when you're coming from behind, you don't really have anything to lose. You can just play golf more freely. And I think that's an advantage.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think a lot of players, I mean, obviously it's nice. I mean, if you're in a position where you have a really big lead uh, and you know your other fellow competitors maybe aren't playing at their best that day. Then it's kind of nice, I think, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the circumstances. Yeah. But I, I agree. I think sometimes yeah, sure. the other thing too is when when you're in the lead like that, you've got a big target on your back because everybody's hunting for you. Mm-hmm. They know you're the one that they've got to beat. Yeah. So that puts a little undue undue pressure. And as you said, um, you're in. You go to more as, as Cindy always used to talk about. You go into more of a protective mode, if you will as opposed Mm -hmm. to just going out there and playing a little bit more relaxed. So, um, But nonetheless, you got it done, and you got your second win. So let me ask you, um, Mm -hmm. and I know I kind of talked a little bit about this uh, when you were on a few weeks ago. Now that you've got your second professional win, the first win, you know, it's great, it's exciting, because you know you can do Mm -hmm. it, but you're still a little bit unsure um, just what you're going to be able to do. So now that you've got win number two, does this add to your confidence, do you think?
0: yeah um definitely you know uh we have not we don't have that many tournaments left in the season, and now that I've secured my second win, you know, I think I just have the confidence for the rest of the season, and it's just it's just very um it's a lot to take in you know when when I won the first time, it was like, oh, okay, like I won it's like taking a little bit right. to hit, and now i mean it's only been two weeks since I last won and I won again. Right. And so it's just like, wow, I did it again. And it's, right. I mean, it's just so, it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it's kind of a shock to your system really. And I don't think for the listeners maybe appreciate this. Um, you know, I'm sure most of them would be jumping up and down with the first win as I know, you know, you were obviously very mm-hmm. excited and, and uh, But it was probably more of a relief in a way to say, okay, whew, I finally got that first win. Um, but the mm-hmm. second win, you probably enjoyed it more. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I would say so. Um, after I won the first time, um, the second time around, I think I was just more at ease, I would say. Um, right. It's just, I think just the timing is right. I was struggling throughout this whole entire year. Like, even though my results weren't terrible um I I mean I was just struggling mentally and with my game especially with my putting and so I just think my game is coming around at the right time for me to finish out strong
2: yeah and and you raise a very interesting point Robin and that is you know mentally you weren't in a good place earlier in the season things just weren't coming together does this sort of help mm-hmm. reinforce that, hey, I'm, I'm doing the right things? And, um, again, obviously it adds to your confidence, but more importantly, it lets you know, it gives you a sort of a self-assurance that I'm on the right
1: path.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's just golf is, you don't really know where golf or how your golf game is going to be that day or the following day. You know, it's just based on the condition and stuff like that. And so, um, it's just I mean, it just helps when you have something that you can fall back on and the season it was my ball striking, but there would be times when, you know, my, my best part of my game would start to kind of falter and that's just when my my brain would go blank and my game would just like right. it's just I don't even know where it would go. And so, um, you know, just having now that My putting is coming around. My shots are like, uh, I mean, to be honest, this week my shots weren't that great because I wasn't in the best condition. I wasn't able to sleep very well throughout the whole entire week. And so um, I was actually kind of worried about my ball striking because I was hooking everything, and I don't really hook everything. I don't really hook things unless my wrist is hurting. And so um, I was actually worried, and I was talking to my coach about it, and he's just like, it's just, you're probably just coming back into your old swing habits. And, um, you know, I just try to, I just try to work with it, um, aim more right. But then sometimes that would backfire and I would hit it straight, right? I'm just like, Oh my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and that's a concern for, for a player like yourself that plays a lot, you know, you, you know, especially if you've had an injury in the past, you know, big or small, Mm -hmm and you start to see a similar pattern happening, the first thing, obviously, in your case, it ran to your mind, oh, oh did I do something to tweak my, my wrist again? So right then you mm-hmm. start to compensate in other ways. And as you said, the next thing you know, you're hitting the balls. Instead of hooking them now, you're hitting them you know, to the yeah. right. And, again, that, mm-hmm. that, that can really play with your mind a little bit. So that, that's very yeah. good of you to, to take note of that but obviously you didn't let it take root and let it control your your uh, your round because you ultimately went on to mm-hmm. win so um and that's that's something as that yeah. you said you can talk with your coach so let me ask you something then with this win um and again as we we've, we've mentioned a couple times now that this was uh, on the back of a, another win that you just had a few weeks ago were you surprised that you won again so quickly
0: yeah, for sure. Um, you know, honestly, I was just so happy that I was even able to win once. And to think that I would win two weeks later, I never would have, I never would have, that never would have crossed my mind.
2: Right. And, and that's an understandable thing because, again, even though you played well uh, in the first tournament that you won a few weeks ago, um, you know, mm-hmm. you're still kind of absorbing that and still thinking about that a little bit. And then to turn around and do it again in the fashion that you did in in the second uh, tournament, um, you know, mm-hmm. again, kind of, it, it's almost like a bit of a shock to your system because it's like, wow, I mean, wait a minute, yeah. I won two weeks ago, and here I'm winning again. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously, uh, it, that's understandable to, to be a surprise. Um, so now you, you've you've developed a, a pretty nice cushion in the Volvo standings uh, for your race for the mm-hmm. for the LPGA tour um does this give you a little breathing room do you think for the rest of the season do you feel a little bit better now coming into the end of the season say okay i got two wins now it doesn't mean you're out of the woods yet but you're
1: pretty Mm -hmm.
2: secure in in the top 10 i think Uh, i think you're about what number four or five somewhere around there
0: yeah i'm number five um yeah i'm number five right now
2: yeah so you're right in midway Uh, so does that give you give you a little bit of a breathing room, do you think? uh, And, and give you some comfort to know that, okay, I've got a few tournaments left. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean I'm out of the woods, but it just Mm -hmm. gives me a little bit more assurance that I'm going to be in that, that uh, position come the end of the season. Does that help you a little bit?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, You know, before I won, I was, I think just like, I was just in like the top 15, top 20. And, and um, I was just there, and now that I'm, I won twice and I have, I'm in the top ten. Now it's just like I can play my game more comfortably, but I can't put my guard down because I've been told that the standings get switched around towards the last couple tournaments. And you know I can't, I obviously cannot let that happen.
1: <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> right. And you, yeah, you definitely don't want to let your guard down because it's important that you keep yeah. the momentum going and that. Um, and, and that mm-hmm. reminds me, so you're, you're on a roll now, as it were. You've won two tournaments in less than a month. What will you do from mm-hmm. this point on, if anything different, or in addition to what you're currently doing, to help keep that momentum going?
0: Um, I don't think I'm going to do anything, like, drastic. I think I'm just going to try to do what I've been doing, as I always have. And, you know, I don't think I really need to change anything, Except for managing my condition well, because my game really depends on my condition. If I'm not feeling well that day, my game—there's no way my game's gonna be good that day either. So I think, you know, I just have to be on top of um, staying on top of like my condition and how I feel, and you know, just not getting hurt in between my tournaments. Uh, that's just super important for me.
2: Right. Now, you, you mentioned that you, you know, you talked to your coach and mentioned about, uh, you know, you were concerned about the risk that maybe there was a problem, you know, creeping in again because of how you played.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what else did you talk? Well, first off, let me ask if she must, uh, I'm assuming it's a she. Is it a she or a he? He. He. Okay. Um, yeah. Was your coach pretty, obviously pretty excited with your second win to, to know that you've, uh, you know, done really well again here just a few short weeks later? And what were some of the things that you talked about as far as, because you mentioned that, you know, your your ball striking wasn't the best this past tournament, but you obviously still went on Mm -hmm. to win. Are the things that you're going to be working on over the next little while before you play again?
0: Um, Well, so, yeah, he was obviously over the moon about me winning. And (laughs) it's just so funny because he was like, he called me yesterday and was like, you need to go get that turkey. And I was like, what? what turkey? And I just thought he wanted me to eat some <laughs> turkey here, but he's like, your third win, you need to go get your third win. I was like, oh my God, I just won yesterday. I haven't even processed that one yet. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, I was telling him that my all my shots were going left, and I felt like I was coming over the top, but um, I have a bad wrist, and my wrist when it starts hurting, I can't really hold my club face, so I tend to uh, uh, flip my club face at impact. And so, right. uh, you know, I was just trying to, um, I was just telling him that I don't know if it was my wrist because I was, if it was because of my wrist I was hooking it, or like maybe my, um, like on the down, on the, um, what's it called, on the down uh, path, like maybe my elbow was getting stuck in my back swing. I was, I was right. just asking him those kinds of stuff. And he was like, you know, just um, don't think too much about it. Um, Greg Norman always said that you, um, he, on the bad days, like even on the bad, like on the worst days, um, he always played well. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to have to work with what I have and just, you know, just hit fairways when I can and if I can't and just minimize my damage as much as possible.
2: Yeah, that's some, that's some good advice. You know, you should take mm-hmm. note from something that Tiger uh, Woods used to say quite often, you know, when, when he would win a tournament. And obviously um, a, a little bit earlier on in his career, uh, many cases he won by, by several strokes. And he would often mm-hmm. ask, about, you know, the question, how did you play today? And he said, well, I never, you know, I wasn't playing my A game but he still blew the field away Mm -hmm. by 12 shots. So, you know, I think you're going to have Mm -hmm. to start putting that into your mantra, you know, uh, tournament mantra as well, and just say, you know what, I wasn't playing my A game today, but I'm happy with the results. So, you know, you're never going to be 100% every time you go out there on the golf course, and that's something that many Mm -hmm. of our amateur golfers need to understand as well. Even the best players in the world Mm -hmm. struggle from time to time. But it's how you handle those struggles, I think, that's that's the most important. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, not everybody who's the world's greatest player is, like, the best ball striker or the best putter. I just think they're really good right. at managing their mistakes.
2: I agree. Um, and now that you've won the second tournament and you've obviously – Uh, got another nice little check obviously you've got to put some of that away to to uh, (laughs) save and so forth but are you going to do anything uh, special to treat yourself uh, for all this hard work you've been doing this season you've got two wins under your belt now are you going to do something special for yourself or are you going to kind of wait till the end of the season and and say okay i'll wait and and do something then
0: uh no i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what are you going to do
2: (laughs) (laughs) tell me what you're going to do
0: there's actually been um, a watch I've been wanting for quite a while now, um, and I'm gonna see if I can talk my dad into letting me get it because it's quite expensive. <laughs> uh
2: oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, but <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see if I can get it. That's probably go a good to idea home. to
2: get his. Per- yeah, that's a good idea to get his permission because you don't want to come waltzing in with this very expensive watch on your wrist and. <laughs> and uh, that'll be the first thing your dad'll see. He'll say, "Wait a minute, what's that?" And then you'll have I to know. do some backpedaling, explaining. Um, but, yeah. but no, you know, it's it's important. You know, and, and you know, you don't want to go uh, you don't want to go crazy and just you know uh, go on a, a you know mega shopping spree or something. But I think it's important. Oh, yeah, you, you know, yeah. you've worked very mm-hmm. very right. You, you've worked very hard. Um, not just this season, but past seasons as well. You have had a great uh, collegiate career. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's important to reward yourself um, responsibly, of course, but reward yourself um, yes. when you've done a good job. I think it's, it's, it's good for your psyche, and it's good to help you along. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to yeah. hear that you're going to do and something. And I think it also your... you, too. Well, sure. But you also have to yeah. save <laughs> some, too. So, And I'm sure dad would say, you know,
0: oh, yeah, I, Robin,
2: you need to put some Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, you got to plan. Always, you got to plan I save my money.
2: <laughs> Right now, I, I want to go back to something sort of un, uh, golf related, if you will, um, and and I didn't mention this in the opening um, notes here when I was reading them out because I, I'd read it out the last time. But um, you were actually studying real estate when you were in the University of Southern California, uh, and you're still uh, you know going through to uh, in pursuit of your degree is that something down the road that you think I mean obviously you're you're pursuing a golf career at this point but is that something that still uh that has some passion for you are you interested in real estate and and what part do you maybe think you'd like to play down the road
0: Uh yeah um you know it's just kind of it's always been in my mind because I only had one year left and you know unexpectedly I turned pro in the middle of my junior year and so I finished my uh junior year uh while I was pro and then I took a leave of absence and I'm you know, I'm just hoping I can get it and finish my degree in the next like maybe two, three years if I could. Um, I don't wanna be like forty when I go back to college with a bunch of eighteen year olds. <laughs> so um I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping that I can finish it um sooner. Rather than later, but you know, it's not right. Um, I don't think real estate requires a degree, and so right. um, if, I, if I can't, and I just like you know, the timing is just not right, then um, I don't really have to go back and get it. Um, I can always just learn with my father. My father's um, also a real estate developer, and so okay. um, yeah, so I think I can just go learn what I need become him, I guess <laughs> later down on the road, right when I you know playing golf well, I put my golf bag in the garage
2: right, and well, hopefully you you won't do that for a very, very long time, and i 'm referring obviously as a competitor, <laughs> um, but obviously you 'll be able to play golf in, in much later in life, which is one of the great things about this particular game, unlike many other sports yeah. that are a much more high impact and and physically demand not that golf isn't uh, demanding in its own way, but it's not like playing mm-hmm. uh you know uh, football or baseball or some of these other yeah. sports where again there's impact involved or there's a lot of pressure tennis that sort of thing so you know you'll always be able to play, but I know what you're saying you're saying that you know you're going to enjoy your competitive career right now and develop that, mm-hmm. and then you can sort of fall back onto the uh, real estate side of things a little bit later on uh, in your career so um, I think that's a very smart and very wise uh, decision because, mm-hmm. you know, as we know with so many other athletes out there in sports, many of them don't um, necessarily get their degree or have anything else to fall back on. So when their professional careers are mm-hmm. over, they're really in a position that, okay, well, what do I do now? So you've kind of got something in the back of your mind that, you know, when you're done um, some point down the road with golf, you've got something that you enjoy that you can do, uh, or maybe even take over from your father at some point later on, correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, um, I think it's so important to have a plan B or like some sort of plan to fall back on because, you know, you just never know when you're going to get hurt, even if you don't expect it or like when you don't plan. Like you, nobody can plan their injuries. Like I never thought in a million years that I would get my wrist injury when I was 17 and that it was, I would still have it five years later you know um, you just never know when your career could all of a sudden come to an end and I just think it's so important to have something you can fall back on because I mean when if you do like get an injury early on you would still be in your like mid-20s like maybe late 20s and you're still very young but if you don't have anything to fall back on you know just it's just so it makes you so uneasy you know, I don't, it's just not something I want to experience later down in
2: the road. Right, right. That, I agree with that. That's, that's important. You got to take care of yourself and, and, you know, you have to enjoy um, the trip. Now, now something I'm going to tell you, and, and I'm not sure whether your, your coach or not is, is tuning in this morning and listening to this, but here's what I want you to do. When you go out and you get your third win, I want you to go to the store and mm-hmm. buy a turkey and I want you to send it to your coach. And say I the note. Say <laughs> I got my turkey, and he'll get the joke.
0: Oh, great. Oh, for sure. That's you, I...
2: Just go and get a Get a nice big butterball turkey and and send it off to his house or to his his, <laughs> his uh, place of business and say I got coach. I got my turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, Rob. Well, sure. Robin. I, you know, I I think that you've got a great a, a great um, a career ahead of you, and you've already. Uh, gotten off to a great start. I mean, here you are, just 22 years old. You've already got two professional wins. You're well on your way back to uh, getting out there and, and really battling it out. You know, hopefully full time on the L P J for next season. And uh, again, that's going to be, you know, a- another level up, if you will. And I think you'll do very, very yeah. well because you've got a great attitude, and you've you've got the right ingredients. I think to be uh, a, a top player. So keep the Momentum going, keep the confidence going and uh, and just go out there most importantly and have fun. Yeah
0: thank you i really I really appreciate that.
2: And uh, when you win uh, now are you in uh on your way or are you out at the next is there a tournament this week? I wasn't sure I forgot the schedule.
1: uh
0: yeah, we were in Battle Creek, Michigan, and i we drove yesterday.
2: okay. So you're ready to go. What, what tournament is this week? What's the, the tournament title?
1: Do you remember? Um,
0: Fire Keepers, I believe. Okay. Uh, Fire,
1: yeah, I remember. Yeah, I
0: think it's Fire Keepers.
1: Okay.
2: Well, good luck this week, and I hope you, uh, you get to uh, win number three. And if you do, then you're going to be back here next week talking with me again about your third win Mm -hmm. and we'll talk a little bit more about the turkey as well so robin thank you very much for joining me this morning on the uh, (laughs) women of golf show i appreciate it best of luck keep that that wrist in good shape and go out and have fun yeah
0: thank you thank you so much hopefully um, i'll talk to you very soon
2: you definitely will i agree thank you very much robin (laughs) have a great day and have a a fantastic week all right bye-bye
0: thank you, you too bye
2: all right, that was uh, Robin Ree, uh winner of the PHC Classic and uh, this past week. And, and as I mentioned just a, two weeks ago, she won the uh, CDPHP Open at the Capitol Hills Golf Course. And she's now uh, at, uh, in Michigan uh, waiting to uh, play her next tournament here uh, this week. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully she'll uh, uh, get something going and uh and get her third win or her turkey as her coach said and uh, i think that's kind of funny um and we'll see what happens all right before we uh, go on to uh the second uh, portion of the show and i'm going to talk about as i mentioned earlier uh golf versus life uh can one help the other uh, i want to play a short promotional clip that we've been playing here uh over the last little while that Cindy put together and, and really, Cindy is uh, obviously, in, di- in addition to a great LPGA professional and a Legends Tour player, an LPGA player, uh, she's also uh, very, very strong when it comes to connecting uh, business uh, and golfers together. So here's a short clip. Uh, take a listen, and then we'll continue on with the show.
0: Everyone knows business deals are made on the golf course. Knowing
2: how to act is just as important as how you hit it. As an LPGA professional and corporate trainer, I offer workshops, seminars and executive retreats to teach you how to do both from the back nine to the boardroom, improve your team from the inside out or golf one-on-one for executives might be the perfect fit for your team. Maybe it's
0: time to make some deals on the course for more information, go to Cindy Miller, com.
2: All right. Um, that was a great, uh, um commercial, if you will, that Cindy put together, um, go to CindyMillerInc.com at the end of the show and you can reach out to Cindy and she'd be more than happy uh, to work with you not only as a teach professional, but also uh, help your business as well. And, and uh, talk about some of the great ways that golf can, can benefit your uh, your business life um, by incorporating it into uh, that part of your life as well. And speaking of life um, you know, I've often said that golf um, really mimics life in so many other ways. And I've always been a firm believer ever since, you know, I started playing uh, for many, many years now that golf um, can really help uh, your everyday life. And a lot of people might be scratching their head. Well, I'm not really sure, and I don't understand what you mean. Um, so I want to talk about a few points here this morning uh, on the second half of the show and, uh, and, and sort of draw those comparisons and, and help you to understand Um, that getting out uh, and playing golf can actually help you in your everyday life and actually vice versa. Um, Some things that happen, and you'll understand as we uh, progress through the conversation, um, understand that even in life can translate to some positive things out in the golf course as well. But first off, what I want to do is talk about really some of the things that are unique about golf compared to uh, many other sports. So one of the things with most other sports, and I mentioned a few earlier in in my uh, conversation with Robin. Uh, my guest uh, a few moments ago, Um, you know, we've, we've got great sports like football and baseball and there's soccer and, and tennis and and so many other things. Um, The difference really being with most of their sports uh, that I mentioned is they're more often not team sports. Um, So, you know, they're not something that you, you play yourself. I mean, you can certainly do some things to prepare uh, for that sport on your own, Um, but essentially you're playing as part of a team, so you have other individuals that you're relying on to help pull the weight uh, of the team and, and momentum, if you will, um, and it's not just all to you. So even though you can play a key um, role in that particular sport uh, and certainly help your team along, it's dependent on everybody's effort. So no one person uh, can go out there and necessarily win for the team. It takes a combined effort. Golf is is the opposite. It's an individual sport. Now, obviously, there are some uh, golf events where um, you might be, for instance, the Ryder Cup or the Solheim Cup um, for the ladies, um, where you're playing in kind of a team event, but you're still playing, for the most part, as an individual. So it's an individualized sport. And as a result of that, the only one that can win or lose really is yourself. And you're playing against, obviously, elements that are out there, Um, whether it be wind rain uh, or other things um, that could affect um, the outcome of of the tournament uh, or of the round. Um, And there's really nobody else to rely on other than yourself. The other thing as well, uh, unlike many other sports, most other sports have uh, referees uh, or rules officials that are there to watch to make sure that you're playing by the rules. Now golf also has rules officials but you are responsible to adhere to the rules, and you are also responsible that when you, in fact, uh, break or uh, uh, infract against the rules, that you report it and that you're honest. So there's a certain integrity, um, whereas if you're out in the football field and you incur a penalty, there's a referee there that's going to catch you and uh, throw the flag, as they say, and you're going to see um, you know, the resulting penalty. In golf, it's a little bit different. I mean, there might be situations where uh, somebody may call you out, which has happened here in recent years, uh, thanks to many of our armchair uh, golf experts who uh, call in when they see somebody doing something on a tournament, uh, and that has certainly uh, become more frequent uh, over the years. But essentially, you are responsible uh, to adhere to the rules and you're also uh, responsible to be honest and ethical when you're out on the golf course. So there's really no referees per se. Yes, there are rules officials there, but they're more there to guide you in a situation. If you come across uh, something that you're unsure about, you can refer to these individuals. You can call for a rules official and get a ruling on a specific situation. You know, if you're on a cart path or uh, in, in an, um, an area, where you're not sure if it's out of bounds or what have you, uh, and you're unclear of what to do next, uh, you can get them for advice, if you will, or not really so much advice, but to clarify uh, rules, if you will, to help you understand a little better. So uh, unlike many other sports, um, that's a primary difference. But also the main difference is the fact that you're playing as an individual. So that's just some of the ways um, about golf that makes it a little bit unique. And also um, most other sports are played in a confined uh, stadium or uh, court in the case of tennis or basketball or some of the other sports, there's uh, defined parameters in golf. You're playing 18 holes and you're playing on a, uh, an open course. Even though you're playing 18 holes, uh, you can pretty much hit the ball anywhere and still not for the most part be penalized unless you go out of uh, certain out of bounds areas or, or what have you. So um, it's a little bit less defined than some of our other sports that we've, we've played. And uh, again, that makes it a little bit unique compared to some of the other sports. Um, The next point I want to talk about here is are there similarities in playing golf and everyday life? Um, And the answer to that is yes. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges both on and off the uh, golf course. And uh, just to give you an idea or a little bit of a flavor, if you will, uh, about some of the things Then I'm going to get into a little bit more detail uh, again, as we progress. So, Some of the similarities that you might find uh, in golf uh, and I'm going to talk about actually, uh, I'm going to do this backwards. I'm going to talk about life. You know, when we, when we have our everyday life, if you will, there's a lot of challenges um, that we might be faced with. Uh, It could be challenges of our job. It could be challenges with our family. Uh, There could be um, environmental challenges, um, you know, in your community. Uh, things like that that you may be faced with. And how you handle those dictates really um, how you're going to navigate through life. Um, If you get uh, easily upset or overwhelmed in certain situations, maybe you've got uh, something going on at work that's important and you're not sure how to handle it. So a lot of times that can create a a great deal of anxiety uh, and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. So being able to overcome some of these challenges in your everyday life is obviously very important, not only uh, to uh, move forward, um, but to alleviate some of that stress and anxiety. And I have found over the years, as many others have, that playing golf is a great way to help in your everyday life. And I'm going to give you some examples. Um, We also have challenges on the golf course. You know, it's not just a matter of putting it up on the tee and, and hitting the ball to the green. Um, there's many challenges and/or obstacles along the way. For instance, um, there are bunkers that are placed in strategically uh, to create um, a, a, a more challenge, if you will, to any particular hole. And each hole presents a different and unique challenge. Um, you might also find uh, some water hazards. It might be a pond or a creek, a stream running through uh, the fairway. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know there are out of bounds areas along. Uh, some of the uh, the holes as well. So um, these are different challenges and different obstacles, if you will, for lack of better words, that you might be faced with in golf. So one of the unique things about golf and having these challenges, again, unlike many other sports, um, once you learn how to navigate some of these challenges, you can then translate that knowledge into your everyday life so let's give an example so let's say you stepped up on the first tee and the first thing you see is this big old fat bunker out in the middle of the fairway so you know right away that that presents a challenge for most people Um, for some it may not depending on on your ball striking ability and, and how far you hit the ball but let's say it's out there in a position that if you take your driver off the tee and strike it well you don't have enough distance to carry the bunker Um, but you certainly might have enough to make the bunker, which is going to present a challenge because you're going to get into a situation where you're going to be in the middle of that bunker and it's going to make a little bit more difficult second shot. So you have some options and by taking and observing some of those options gives you an idea to be a little bit more creative and how am I going to handle that? Um, You might want to lay up a little bit and hit use a club. That's going to hit a little bit shorter so that you're just short of the bunker and gives you a better opportunity uh, for your approach shot if you're able to do that or sets you up for a more effective third shot. So, uh, again, you're going to be faced with different challenges throughout your round of golf. And by learning how to adapt to those challenges is going to give you a better opportunity and a greater chance of success in your round of golf. So these are some things that you can do um, while playing golf dealing with some of these challenges. um, And I'm going to talk a little bit about how you can do that uh, in more detail in just a few moments. Um, The principal question that I asked in the, in the opening uh, uh, section here is can golf help you uh, or help the other? Can one help the other? So golf versus life. Um, And, and obviously it can in many ways. Um, And golf can also help you, with your mind, and body, and spirit, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well. So think about let's start with the mind. You know, again, in our everyday life, when we're whether it be at work um, or even in our home life, uh, quite often there there can be stresses and anxieties that come up through different things that we have to do. So golf can help strengthen the mind, and how it does that is by learning skills out on the golf course uh, and even on a practice tee that can help us overcome some of these challenges your mind becomes more fine-tuned and more sharpened and your preparedness for anything that may come your way uh, becomes a little bit easier. And again, I'll talk about that here in just a moment um, in another example. The other thing that it does as well, even though it's not as physically demanding uh, in, in the case of other sports uh, or high impact like uh, football or hockey or some of the other sports, um, your body does get exercised, particularly when you walk. So if you're in a position uh, and you're playing your local golf course, and obviously if uh, you aren't uh, experiencing physical limitations, I always encourage you to walk as much as possible instead of taking a golf cart. Now, some courses have uh, strict rules. They will will not let you walk the course and that's fine. Um, But you want to make sure whenever possible, even if you don't end up doing it for 18 holes uh, and you want to just go out and play nine holes sometime with your group um, and, and the opportunity presents itself, walk. The exercise is great. You know, you're walking uh, up and down sometimes some, some hilly undulation throughout the fairway and even on the green and so forth. And if you're navigating around the golf course with a, with a golf cart all the time, you're not getting uh, uh, the benefits of uh, an opportunity for good exercise. And it's also very relaxing uh, as well. Uh, for the mind you know you're able to get out there uh you can kind of uh, enjoy the scenery as you're walking around smell the flowers as they say um and and it's just a a great way um to get some exercise and what most people don't realize in an average round of golf uh on an average uh, length course you know when you're walking the 18 holes it can be anywhere from eight to as much as 10 miles In some cases, depending on the course uh, and obviously uh, how well of a player you are, obviously the better player, you may not get as much walking in because you're on more of a straight path, but if you're hitting it left and right all the time and in different areas, you might be doing a little bit more walking, but uh, you can get several miles. Uh, Sometimes it can be less, sometimes it can be more. So that's a pretty good walk. And if you're playing several times a week, that's getting you a little bit of exercise in there as well. The other thing as well that it benefits. As I mentioned, uh, first, it benefits the mind. Uh, you can also get uh, physical benefits for your body, but you can also get some, uh, your spirit as well. Um, the spirit benefits with a sense of accomplishment, especially after a good round. So if you're out there and you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself with your, with your friends um, or coworkers, if you're playing with some people from work, uh, or even if you've just met some new people, um, you've joined a, uh, another group and you're out there playing, uh, it's good for the spirit. It's good emotionally uh, to be able to go out there. And yes, it can be challenging, and sometimes it can be even a little bit frustrating. But if you go out there with a positive attitude, win, lose, or draw, uh, no matter how well or, or good you play or how badly you play, if you go out there with a <clears throat> excuse me a positive spirit and just a, a sense of, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do my very best today, no matter what happens, I'm going to have fun, then your spirit is also going to feel um, a sense of happiness and, and uplifting, if you will, and you'll enjoy it. And I think a lot of people, when they're playing golf, focus too much on what they're doing and don't really take time to, to look around and enjoy the scenery. You know, if you've ever been on a golf course and especially some of the golf courses that we have here in the United States, there are some truly um, spectacular views. Um, you know, when you go out in uh, Arizona, as an example, you've got some mountains as a backdrop and you've got some beautiful lakes uh, and so on and so forth and some elevation uh, on the T's and greens, So you get some beautiful panoramic views uh, from some of the holes. And, you know, there's just nothing like it. And uh, this is why when I went back to the beginning of, of the discussion, talked about uh, comparing it, and the uniqueness of, of golf compared to other sports. No other sport uh, offers that. Most other sports are, are, again, played in some sort of a contained uh, environment, whether it be in a stadium or uh, in a, a, a court or a, a enclosed building in a lot of cases. So you don't really get the benefit of some very picturesque views unlike uh, with golf. And in most cases, many of the golf courses are very well manicured, very well taken care of, and they're just very eye appealing. And um, especially in in this day and age uh, with so many great uh, golf course architectures out there that are really taking advantage of the natural scenery and beauty around. So this is also very, very good um, uh, emotionally and and spiritually for you as well, to be able to be in an environment um, that you're doing something Uh, that you're having fun at you're enjoying and even though it's challenging you're getting some great views uh, and some great exposure to some some beautiful um, scenery and finally the the last uh, point that i want to talk about and uh, sort of mentioned a little bit uh, ago and that is the preparation so uh, preparing for a round of golf uh, or in the in the boardroom if you will there's really no difference so i'm going to give you an example here and we're going to talk about this on and how you can prepare both on the golf course and in the boardroom. So in golf, you put together a game plan. Um, and an example is how to tackle a course and how to play each hole. Um, when you're on the practice tee, you can practice some of those uh, various scenarios that you might be faced with. So for instance, um, if you're playing a course that you've played um, many, many times, maybe it's your home course uh, or it's just a favorite course that's in your community, It's a great way to look at opportunities on how you can put together a game plan for the next time that you go out. So, let's say you haven't done that thus far and you've got a tournament coming up or you've got a a round of golf with your your regular force this weekend. Take the time to put together a game plan. Even though you say or you think you're familiar with the course, a lot of times um, we get out there and we don't really think about a strategy, if you will and you get out there and you just sort of haphazardly start playing. And um, some point through the round, especially if you're not hitting the ball very well, because you don't have a a focal point throughout your round or something to focus on, um, you start falling into, uh, into a trap where you start developing problems and, next thing you know, your round just starts to fall apart and you can't figure out why. And that's because you're not going out there with a sense of purpose. And we've talked about many times on this show and also on the other show that I do Thursday evenings, Golf Talk Live, on our Coach's Corner, about practicing uh, with purpose. So when you go out on the practice tee, visualize, create scenarios on the practice tee that you might be faced with on the golf course. So, for example, you could be on the, um, the tee, if you will, or on the practice tee. And you can look out there and you can pick a a target. You can say, okay, I'm imagining that I'm on the first tee at my favorite course. And there's maybe some trees on this side, or maybe there's uh, a fairway bunker that runs alongside uh, or some kind of a hazard that I might be faced with. So now I'm going to put together a strategy. Okay. Am I going to be affected? Is my particular ball flight or my uh, normal play going to be affected by any of these challenges or hazards that I may see on the first hole? And if so Then what I want to do is I want to say, okay, if I've got something uh, that's on the left side, I'm going to play a little bit to the right side of the fairway. So I'm going to start to position myself and make a a good, solid plan to put me in in that position. Um, Conversely, when you are at work and you're in the boardroom or maybe you're in a sales environment where you have – equally, you have a challenge. You've got a, a presentation that's coming up. You can do the same thing. You can prepare um, by getting to know your product or service. Um, the more you understand about the product or service that you have available, the better um, that you're going to be uh, when speaking with your clients or doing that presentation in front of coworkers. Um, you formulate a strategy that's going to help, again, to impress coworkers or potential clients. So it's very similar to what we do out on the golf course. First off, we identify Uh, our product or service, and we get to know about it much like you would on a golf course. You get to know the golf course. You get to know the lay of the land, if you will. Next, you formulate a strategy, okay? Now that I know the lay of the land out there, how am I going to tackle each hole? So you do the same thing in golf that you would in in a boardroom presentation or in a sales presentation. Um, Or even if you're not in sales and you're working in uh, you know, in an environment at work that maybe you and other coworkers are putting together um, you know, a, a project, if you will. There's a start, there's a middle, and there's an end to it. Uh, in the starting, obviously what you want to do is you want to get all the information, gather all the information that you're going to need in order to prepare the presentation or to prepare um, whatever it is that you're doing. In the middle, of course, you've got all this data and all this information that you've got. Now you're going to start to piece it together and get it in its proper order so that it makes sense to somebody else other than you that might be viewing this particular project or or presentation. And then finally, what you're going to do is you're going to, now that you've got it all prepared, now you're going to execute the uh, game plan, if you will, or the um, presentation in such a way to present it to others. Well, the same thing happens out on the golf course. We're going to um, gather the data, if you will, about the, the golf course, Uh, We're going to get all of the uh, information that we can, Um, and if it's a course that you play quite frequently, that should be relatively easy. If it's not, as I've said many times before, one of the things that you can do is you can go uh, online. Most golf courses um, have their scorecard or uh, hole-by-hole analogy uh, on their website, so you can go to their website, and if it's a course that you're not playing very frequently or maybe you've never played before, you can go on to research a little bit. You can get a pretty good... Uh, diagram of each hole, what it looks like, where the hazards are. And even though you may not have access to the exact yardages, it gives you a general overlay of what the golf course looks like. So now you can start to put together a game plan and going back to, as I mentioned earlier, uh, out in the practice tee, even though you're not on that course, you can go at your home course or your driving local driving range. And with that information that you've now gathered, you can start to piece it together. You can say, when I get up to this hole here, these are some of the obstacles and challenges I'm going to be faced with. So this is what I need to do. This is the plan that I need to put forth. And once you've done all that, then when you actually get to the golf course, you can piece all of these things together. Maybe you've jotted down some, some uh, bullet points, if you will, that will help you to remember that. You've made yourself a little list, if you will, that you can take with you. Uh, so that when you get out in that golf course, you've got something to refer to. So there are many, many similarities to playing and preparing for a round of golf, much like there is in a boardroom or sales presentation or even in a group uh, project that you might be faced with at work. And by combining the two together, um, it gives you really a sense of being able to um, prepare yourself, and execute a game plan, if you will, in the case of golf. And as I mentioned, as a presentation, what also can happen in life uh, as well. uh, Again, when you're faced with different challenges, how you overcome these challenges and handle these challenges are going to make you ultimately a better person. So golf can really help you with that. If you really think about it from that standpoint, it's not just about going out and playing around and shooting uh, the lowest score possible. Yes. That's obviously the ultimate goal uh, in a round of golf, but you can take advantage of some of the things that I've just mentioned here this morning and think about a little bit more. And obviously when you're standing over your ball, you don't want to be thinking about all these things, but as you prepare to go and play that round, you can think about some of these things. And again, you can put them in such a way that when you do get out in the golf course and you're faced with some of the challenges or some of the obstacles that you might be faced with, you're going to be well prepared and you're going to be able to execute them. And even if you don't hit the most perfect shot every single time, you've also understanding what you're faced against, you can overcome some of those challenges in other ways. So even if you hit a bad drive, not to worry, you know how to recover from it. You've practiced it out in the driving range, or out in the practice tee, and you know how to recover and regroup, if you will. And by doing that, when you get into real-life situations where, again, whether it be work or home or other areas of your life, by practicing and working out in the golf uh, course and using some of those strategies that we've talked about here is going to allow you to be able to use that same analogy in your everyday life. So going back to the original question, golf versus life, can one help the uh, the other? Obviously the answer is yes. And they can help each other really in a lot of ways if you put some time and thought and effort into it. And you don't have to be perfect uh, other than the golf course. But if you approach it from uh, the standpoint that that I've discussed here this morning, I think you're going to enjoy both your home life and your golf life, much more importantly. I want to thank you for taking the time to to listen this morning. I hope that this has helped you a little bit. I wanted to give you uh, just a a sort of glimpse into uh, the comparison between golf and life. Obviously, there's much more that can be discussed, but uh, obviously, we have limited time here. So I hope this gives you a a general idea and some things to think about, because I think that... You know, again, if you put things in perspective in any part of your life, uh, golf or otherwise, uh, I think it makes you better prepared and enjoy life, um, uh, you know, to its fullest. So um, I want to thank again my very special guest this morning, Robin Ree, uh winner of the uh, PHC Classic this past week. And uh, uh, I look forward to uh, hosting uh, next week's guest here from the Symmetra Tour. And, of course, Cindy will be back next week. And I want to thank you for, for joining me. Uh, don't forget to, uh, for those of you that maybe missed part of the show uh, or want to catch up on some of the other shows, if you go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf and scroll down to the on-demand uh, on demand section, excuse me, uh, you can not only catch this uh, today's show in its entirety, but you can also listen to previously aired shows in case you missed any. So on behalf uh, of Cindy Miller, who's not here today but uh, will be next week, Uh, I'm Ted Oderico, and we are the hosts here of the Women of Golf Show. I want to thank you very much for joining me this morning here on the Women of Golf. I'll see you next week.
1: God bless, everybody. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash womenofgolf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, Talk Stream Live, and of course, Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.